October 24, 2020. It's a lot from Pedro's show.
Watch for Pedro Show. Happy Saturday. Uh, I think it's first day of early voting, but maybe hour here in Pedro. But I think I'm gonna go Tuesday because I got three more, two more shows after this one, and they're right at the time when the early vote. We only got one in Pedro, and it opens at ten. So Tuesday I'll do it. Uh, Brother Matt still at the Pleasure Point, Love Grotto, a couple miles south because we're quit in quarantino mode still. In fact, weathering a what they call that third wave, second wave, resurge, whatever. So be careful. Don't listen to these assholes. Uh, enough of that. Uh, I'm not man alone totally because of the engineers in Estonia with their incredible scarf invention. I got with me all four members of the God and Hackney. Now, through the wonders of this Skype conference call mode, they're they're not even in the same pad. They're not in Pedro. They're, but they're not even together away. They're all separate away. So, uh, introduce each one of you and tell tell uh, listeners where where you're spieling from. Please. Cool. This is Dan, Dan Fox, and I'm um, speeding from New York City. Okay. What part? So, Manhattan? Uh, Brooklyn. Brooklyn, Pros of Le Prospect Lefferts Gardens neighborhood. Okay. And uh, next? Okay, this is uh, this is Andy, and I'm, I'm, I'm in Dusseldorf, Germany right now. Sure. Oh, at, really? Yeah, looking at the uh, Rhine River. I was and, just going to uh, say, the Rhine River. River, don't try swimming. It's got a fucking current. Dude, you can see it. I see it every morning when I'm having a coffee, and it's it's mental. Uh, what yeah, happened to uh, Tim Buckley, Tim. right, in the Mississippi? That same fucking thing, especially trying to swim with boots on. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's you, Nathaniel. Uh, okay, uh, Ashley, you in Brighton still? Uh, yeah, I'm living in Brighton, England, but I'm actually visiting my mother at the moment in Kent. Okay. Uh, it's all, all all southern England, yeah. Yeah, yeah, more more a little to the east, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah actually, you're absolutely where right. Where did I play? Yeah. Uh, but where did I play? Ramsgate. You played in Ramsgate. Yeah, that's where uh, Adrian Sherwood is now. And really? I wouldn't shit yeah. you, Ashley. I wouldn't shit you. No, of course uh, you wouldn't. What about and, and then uh, Nathaniel? Where are you at? I'm, I'm in Los Angeles. Well, what part? Yeah. We, we're like um, 150 towns, you know. Yeah, exactly. Sort of um, Mount Washington. Oh, uh, yeah, next to, yeah. Next to Highland Park. Highland yeah. Park, kind of, yeah. Yeah. Up yeah. the hill. <laughs> exactly. Right, up the hill. Right, right. I'm still working my way up, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Highland Park, I mean, that was serious hood. The abs are there. And like yeah. those are the ones things because they're dead ends. You didn't want to turn on one of those because uh oh, and now that's all changed. I mean, everybody deserves to live safe. Yeah, like the gentrify thing and the rent hikes and all that. Yeah. Okay, quite, I'm, I'm about yeah, thirty miles south of you in the harbor, San Pedro. Okay, now that we got all that together, people, I should say we started to show off with John Coltrane doing uh, impressions live, nineteen sixty one. The intro got cut, and then hello, boys. You guys got a new album now, The God in Hackney. And so who wants to go? I want to go through all your little music journeys really quick. So who wants to go first? Who's a drummer, Ashley? Ashley, what's your earliest musical recollection? 
probably my dad's record collection. Um, he 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 was a, a DJ, um, so he used to play quite a lot of uh, functions and parties, and uh, and sort of discos in, in 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 rented halls and and things like that. Um, so yeah, I used to listen to his records, and because he was uh, a DJ. He felt it was in the 70s. He felt it was his responsibility to have every kind of music covered that that, that people would ask for, all, all on vinyl. So ultimately, I grew up with a house full of really diverse mixture of music. Um, and yeah, that's that's where I got that's where I got started really. And of course, that's just your quickly, earliest when you think about music, like a little boy. And where was yeah. this? Was this Kent? Uh, this was in Kent, yeah, okay. yeah. Before I moved to Brighton. Now, was uh, there later, a, yeah. in the pad? Was there instruments? Or was what, he, at home? Yeah, yeah, home. Um, no. What happened was, is I showed uh, a keen interest in hitting things, um, <laughs> as one does, as, as drummers generally do. And um, so, once that was established, my parents did try to support me in, 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 in becoming a drummer. So I, I probably got my first drum kit when I was about uh, 11. Um, but I'm, I have had some lessons, but uh, I'm quite self, I'm, but I'm predominantly self-taught. Where, uh, where did you practice? In your bedroom? Oh, I did have a drum kit set up in a, in, in a spare bedroom. The thing is, you know what England's like? Uh, it's, well, it's not the only place that can claim this, but it's, yeah, it's pretty, it is a small island and, I lived on a quite a built-up housing estate, and um, people could really like could hear drums up and down the street. Right. Uh, right. Fortunately, some of my um, neighbours were were older musicians, and they actually approved. What about school? What about school? Were you in the choir, the marching band, or shit like that? Um, the, the, unfortunately, the school I got sent to really wasn't for me. It was. Um, it was quite a, I suppose, a, I don't know how you describe it. So it's called an English grammar school. And, well, uh, I, I ain't asking about school. I'm, I'm uh, Specifically, I, I'm wondering if you did any music, like in the choir, in the band, in the marching band. Well, that's, the... that's what I was going to say. In, in the school that I went to, music was really not okay. encouraged very much. Yeah, I mean, it's the same thing over here. There's a lot of schools. They cut their fucking uh, arts programs, music, shit like that. What, well, what, it was, what, more, it was more sports and uh, and kind of you know those kind of uh, military uh, kind of uh, what do you call them uh, cadet cadet forces academy like academy that. academy mm. there's one in uh, Signal Hill Long Beach yeah little soldier yeah. shit yeah okay but you know uh, sports that means marching bands over here so you you know you can have yeah. music with that shit. And, uh, Sometimes yeah. it's really bad. Sometimes it's really fucking happening. In inner cities, yeah. I've seen been to b-ball games where you would not believe the bands. Yeah. With bass guitars and shit. Okay, uh, what was the first record you bought with your own money, please? Me? Are you still asking Ashley, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, Blondie, Denise. And what was the first gig you saw? Uh, probably, like, first real gig. I got taken to see some live... Acts, but I didn't really choose to see them. Let me tell you, Ashley, on the Watt from Pedro show, there are no wrong answers and there are no hard questions. 
Okay. <laughs> but, you know, like, I mean, my dad took me to see Roy Orbison before he died and things like that. Do you know what I mean? Wow. Yeah, but first... Oh, that's amazing. First is, is kind of specific. Like, for example, the first gig I went to was T-Rex. Yeah. Who did you see? T-Rex. T-Rex? Wow. 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 Me and Boone, we were like uh, 14 years old. And, yeah. Okay, uh, so uh, who was it? It wasn't Roy Orbison. No, Hawkwind. Hawkwind. Hawkwind, okay. That's Hawkwind, I, I got to see them. They're a good band. Uh, they yeah, had go-go yeah. go -go dancers when I saw them. Yeah, they're same here. They they had uh, girls with body paint and masks, and they uh, and this was in the eighties. And I could also remember that was you know one of my first. I was only about twelve at the time, and my dad chaperoned me. Um, but I, I remember the funny smell in the hall as well. <laughs> I, I hadn't really cottoned on to uh, you know hashish and things, uh, but you know, but I remember saying to my dad. What's that, you know, what's that funny smell? Didn't um, they have an album, Sativa or some shit, where the, the, the refrain is just hashish, 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 hashish? Indeed, yeah, yeah. yeah right. Yeah, that's, that's uh, yeah, one of their uh, uh, late 70s uh, flashes of inspiration. Right. <laughs> Hawk Lord, when they were trying to wave it. Yep. Yeah. Hawk Lords was good. And yeah. Robert Calvert S was side, amazing. Uh, side, side Power. Yeah, Side yeah. Power was yeah, great. Right. Right. Did, now, did you do the fucking uh, garage band thing in school, after school with your buddies? You know, uh, I, I started forming my own bands at, at, at school and stuff, and um, you know, most of them were short lived. Um, but uh, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I did do, yeah, I did plenty of that sort of thing. The thing was, again, there wasn't a lot of people around me really that were shared my passion. Yeah. Uh, until I met up with Nathaniel, was one of the first people I met, really, who, who I'm still actively making music with. But it, it took until I was about 17 or 18, really, that I started meeting people that really shared my interests um, musically. Well, that's so, great. Let, let's go to Nathaniel next. Nathaniel, your earliest musical uh, memory, please. I think it was probably seeing Adam and the Ants on top of the Pops, when, which mm. was a big big. TV show for pop music in Britain when they broke through with Kings of the Wild Frontier and they were doing these really choreographed sort of yeah. video. Lip, lip, lip sync, right? Lip, lip sync, we say here. Yeah, right. Yeah, if they were, yeah, for the for the supposedly live performance, that was all sort of. I remember the I saw the faces and they were fucking kicking soccer ball around and shit. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, that happened. People would just it's completely take the piss out of it. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, exactly. Yeah, okay. But like, um, I think yeah, I was very passionate about Adam and the Ants age five and had a little record player and stuff like that. But like, I, mean, I got a funny story about that. You know, Darby, the germ singer, went to England and he uh -huh. came back with a Mohawk and he told us the next big punk band was going to be this Adam and Ant band. And so we didn't <laughs> know about them. And the Black Flag guys got really upset when they found out. I just laughed, you know. But, <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, go on. I'm sorry. Yeah, so, um, then, um, sort of by my teeth, when I started making music it, around about 14, it was kind of through friends in, in the, in the locality. So I, I quickly met up with Ashley. There were a couple of other friends who were into, we were very into industrial music, like, you know, throbbing, yeah. throbbing gristle and coil, a nurse with wound and this sort of thing. And, and we started making sort of tape collages and getting into making very sort of improvised music. And then, 
that evolved. Ashley started drumming with us. And we kind of went more into electronic music through these kinds of through through a, a kind of industrial portal. But when we made electronic music, we never stopped listening to all of the post punk and industrial music and all, just very eclectic jazz and it, all the kind of the, the the breadth of music. You know, we were yeah, never music kind of is music. genre. You know. So the first record you bought was an Adam and the Ant record. Yeah, I think it was probably like uh, Stand and Deliver seven inch. Yeah, I think the, so. like kind of the, the frilly shirts and. Yeah, I saw. I saw. I played something yeah. called uh, Wormwood Rooms or some shit in Plymouth. Uh huh. And uh, they had a picture of guys wearing shirts like that, and somebody wrote Ponce. So I'd never seen this word Ponce before, so I asked the boss, "What's a Ponce?" <laughs> and he goes, "Look at the picture again." <laughs> 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 I'm a slow learner. So, well, what, what was the first gig you went and saw, Daniel? Well, that's probably a bit more. Yeah, that's. I think that was probably when I was about fourteen or thirteen, and it was the fields of the Nephilim at Brixton Academy. I, I had a a, a, a brief um, goth phase, and I would think that's probably like a, you know, not maybe not looking back not my favorite band from that of that genre but it was an amazing live experience you know these like, when they're all covered in flour and coming out of dry ice and wearing sure. like cowboy outfits what was that <laughs> yeah, yeah. Unless it's halloween halloween's coming up the only exactly. day we all year we admit we wear costumes uh, but, but, uh what was the first fucking instrument you jumped on because you play all kinds of shit piano did you have a teacher I did, yeah, Mrs. Walters. Now, very... was it a good experience or a bad one? Because a lot of my guests, it almost made them quit fucking music. Yeah, sort of like that, really. It was more like the sense of it being some, like, homework or something. You know, I wasn't, I didn't enjoy being forced to do anything, really, whether it was school or, you know, so it kind of, in a way, when I got into making music, it was, any ability that I had on keyboards was just kind of incidental. It was more like just about improvisation, you know. Um, so yeah, um, I've never been very, actually very technically, you know, gifted, I don't think, you know, but, um, enjoy, you know, just being able to write regardless, you know, so, uh, yeah. what you mean you using it as a composition tool? Exactly. Cause yeah. little Richard, he can get pretty fucking passionate about it. <laughs> In fact, I think rock and roll actually was invented on piano, not guitar. It's boogie woogie and shit. I want to play something from you guys' new record here, uh, uh, Proxima. We'll smile more. Dying stars will Well 
of accident. <laughs> Stick, right? Why for Pedro? Show we hear Proxima, God and Hackney. Uh, his name is Alive, Piano uh, 5 version. Uh, Elwood, God, I don't know how to pronounce this. E L W D, Elwood, yeah, maybe. Poem, a uh, guy by voices, cohesive scoots. Uh, first voice plus, uh, is our chronic AMM All Stars. That's something I got invited into. Seven minute. Uh, Hannah Lee from Johnny Mark and the Ricks. This has got Frankie on. I heard he just 
well, a couple of years ago, died of a massive stroke. He was a guitar man for the Suburban Lawns, which I played uh, Gidget Goes to Hell after that. And they were a Long Beach band across the bridge here on the other side of the harbor where before we were Minutemen, we were called reactionaries and we played with these guys. So it's a trip when you find out somebody from a long time ago is gone. So I'm yeah. playing some of this stuff. And I didn't know his name. You know, all those punk guys like Darby Crash, right? Frankie Onwe, that was his name. His real name was Rick, and that's why they're called Johnny Mark and the Ricks. He is actually a Rick. But these dudes all had fake names. They thought me and D. Boone had fake names, too, but we didn't. Just <laughs> <laughs> born that way. Or given. <laughs> uh, Dos Juan from uh, Manuel de Combate, Barcelona. Or Hermano Milo. Electrostatic, uh, no, electrosonic. This is a, uh, now you don't say Derby, you say Darby. Uh, Daniel, uh, Derbyshire. That's right. Right, the uh, synth lady from uh, Doctor Who. Uh, Derbyshire. Yeah. The, the town by Nottingham, it ain't Derby. It's Darby. Like Darby Crash, but spelled yeah, it. Yeah. <laughs> and then three recordings by uh, the God yeah. Had. So, Annie, your turn, man. Your earliest uh, music memory, please. Well, I was thinking about it. I, I have a memory of being locked in a in a room by someone who was meant to be looking after me. And then it was quite a small room. And there was a sort of uh, a vinyl player, you know, one of those sort of all-in-one box things and and a, and a seven-inch of stand and deliver. And, and I believe... I believe stand and deliver, you're talking to Adam in the hands again. Yeah, no, seriously, that, and it just just triggered that memory. This so, is the, 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 the God of Hackney. Like, the common thread that runs through the God of Hackney is fucking Adam and the ants. <laughs> yeah. I mean, okay. I was. She just played it again and again and again and again. And I think at some point, I th I might be making this up. I think at some point she left the room, leaving me in there, sort of forcing me to stay in there. And I think I ended up playing it over and over again as well. well I, I can't even remember if I enjoyed it. I think I did. I think but, the band. Uh, the band. Malcolm McLaren stole and got that little uh, lady. Well, she's a young woman from Thailand or something. Bow, wow, wow. That's it. With the cassette, the song about the cassettes. See you at 30. Yeah, yeah. Look, I'm going to have to continue with you, Andy, next hour because we ran out of time. It's October 24, 2020. This is Peter. So, special guest, Guy in Hackney. Hold that fire, too. October 24, 2020, the second hour of the Watt from Pedro show. The turncoat, the meanwhile, the wolfish tender, the nester. Oh. Uh -huh. 
Take you apart. In the past, you took them apart. Now they take you apart.
Waffle Pedro Show. We started the second hour off with 7-Eleven Car Park. Getting all the etymology on that shit. Et, not ant. We ain't bugs, people. God and Hatton from their new album. And uh, Sam Bennett, 25 years from Birmingham, Alabama to Tokyo. He's been there. And he's fucking recording up. He's a drummer, man, but went to this little three-string thing. Incredible musician. Uh, what was that sound I heard? Bombas Prendon after that. A DC band. That never played gigs, just did uh, cassettes. Damn cassettes. That was a little rancid. Uh, we are the Asteroid out Austin with Trilogy off their new record, and then God and Hackney, Queen's Disco. I played Queen's Ballroom last year, summer with uh, Flipper at the Blackpool. Oh, wow. Yeah, Rolling Stones played there, and they had a picture, and then under it said uh, somebody spit on uh, Keith Richards, so he hit the dude with a guitar. It's like 65 or 64 or some shit like that. Uh, and we went on uh, right before The Descendants. I hadn't seen those guys in a while. Good guys. So we're back with Agnes' story of music. So the, uh, did you at school have any fucking choir or marching band or shit like that? Um, no, I, I remember distinctly um, like being, being lined up and sort of they were kind of auditioning for the choir and so the guy on the piano would just like hit a middle C or whatever it was and the person would probably higher actually but and then can you sing that note and you'd either sing it or not in tune and if, if you sang it you got in the choir and I purposefully sang out of tune yeah. uh, so uh, that's how much the uh, I didn't I don't even know why I didn't want to be in the choir but I just sort of I got the general idea that it was probably not a good idea I I I regret regret that now I wouldn't say I bitterly regret it but I do regret it. Well, I got uh, a, I got a philosophy like that. Whenever you play, you're investing in playing the next time, so it's never fucking wasted, right, Prack? So yeah, so what yeah. was the first record you bought yourself with your own? Uh, money? The first the first record I bought with my own money was uh, the Reflex by Duran Duran. Okay. And I bought it in the local. In I got the local to meet their, bass, bass, their bass man, uh, Pops. Who, who, who's the bass? <laughs> Taylor. Uh, something Taylor, the bass man, tall yeah, guy. Yeah, John, John Taylor. John and Taylor. really good, a bass man. And they were really young. That he told me they were teenagers and shit. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I, I, I don't have any particular love for that band now. But I mean, yeah, I, I you know the problem that, with a lot of that eighties. Not, not to talk over your shit but it's that snare drum sound that gated motherfucking whew, yeah. you can't handle that shit talk about dating something there's nothing worse than an 80s snare drum set what's up yeah. Mike don't you like you don't like non-linear reverb Mike what's, it's like, what's going on what was it called the uh, XBX90 or some shit I, I, I remember everybody had this unit in fact Ethan James used it on our three way time for last you can imagine a minute man with that fucking sound I can't even listen to that rap. <laughs> and he got it the day before. I love Ethan. He's a beautiful man. Be ended up on the hurdy gurdy. So, what was the first gig you saw, eh? Um, like, uh, the first gig I went to was uh, the Rolling Stones at uh, Wembley Ooh, Stadium in 1990. Yeah, it was it was completely mind blowing. Actually, yeah. I remember. I, I, again, I'm not a particular fan of that band now, but it was mind blowing as an experience. I'd never seen. I'd never heard anything as loud. I'd never. I'd never been in a crowd like that I, wow. it's almost since actually but um yeah it was amazing it was incredible and i, I remember that um they sang you can't you can't always get what you want and uh and we just lost the football i think it was the europe some kind of 
I think it was some football tournament. I can't remember the World Cup or the European one, but we just, I think it was a semi final or something, 1990. Obviously, Google could tell us what exactly that was. You but anyway, it. You, you I, I think it was. I think it was Gaza. But anyway, sorry, I don't want to, but all of that. So, yeah, it was amazing. Absolutely mind blowing. Um, and in fact, I think, I think it sort of had some qualities that, that would be impossible to replicate in, in any other gig because of the fact it was the first one. It was so huge and it was so loud. So, um, you know, I, I remember it very fondly. Wow. Now, what was the first uh, instrument you jumped on? Uh, the first instrument I jumped on was the guitar. The first instrument I was told to play was the piano. And uh, I, I, I still play both, but I got very close to quitting the piano because for reasons that, you know, I'm sure a lot of your previous guests have... The fucking te the teacher syndrome. Yeah, Absolutely, yeah. yeah. It's like it's, it's, somehow this is not... I wish, pe I wish people understood... I wish people understood the consequences of that shit and put a stop to it. Yeah. Fucking shit. I know it's somebody... I, I heard so many bad stories. Sometimes there's good ones, though, but man, they're like fucking far and few. And then... Uh, yeah. So, Brother Dan, you're the last cat... Uh, but before we get to you, let's uh, play uh, Side of a Square. Oh, don't ask 
to the side of the square Halfway to the right angle triangle there We were looking to the side of the left side Inside, outside, left side, by We were working to the side of the right By the nice house where it all fell out We were working on the inside, outside, outside, inside, inside And I guess this is just what happened
Bought for Pedro oh, Show. That was the God in Hackney with Side of a Square. Then Surf for Blood with uh, Hell Yeah. Andre 2000. Atlanta guys, right? Boy, big boy. All Souls, Lights Out. We had uh, Tony on a couple weeks ago. Thum with Katabi off their new record. Park Sex Ranger uh, in Conversation. <laughs> Thor Harris, he, he plays some, uh, he's a drummer guy in Austin. He played with Swans for a while with Rob Haverson. And uh, their joiner from the God in Hackney. Where have I played? In Southampton, there's a place called Joiners. Because it was yeah. old. Right? It was a prostitute house. And it was also like a kind of a union hall. <laughs> Maybe not at yeah. the same time. <laughs> a young guy named Rick put on the gig. Really good guy, man. You know, uh, uh, last few years touring in England, there was a, another level that was happening with the independent promoters that I was really uh, rooting for. Yeah, yeah. regional guys, you know, that ran their own, these working men clubs and stuff like this, stuff that wasn't yeah. really being used. And uh, there's, uh, in Leeds there, uh, Nathan and his the mom. The Yeah, Nathan and his mom, and, and just bitching shit like that. So, so, Brother Dan, your earliest musical recollection, please. Um, it's probably, um, you mentioned Delia Derbyshire earlier on. It's probably hearing like, um, TV themes on the T on, on the TV, like Doctor Who and, um, you know, various sorts of weird BBC radiophonic workshop stuff. And I think that really caught my imagination at an early age. Da uh, Daphne, who's the other one? Daphne. Daphne Oram. That's right. Yeah. She had a machine made for her, right? The, or, or, Random, but her last name is involved with the name of it. But she, yeah, yeah. where 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 well, Delia was more involved with the tape. That's right. Yeah, yeah. The Daphne kind of lady was more involved with uh, just getting the sounds going. In fact, she adopted the uh, synthesizer, and Delia said, "No, fuck that." She got out of music. Um. So that's probably one of the earliest memories. But I had a one of my older brothers, Mark, is his name. Um. He's like much like 15 years older than me, and he he had an amazing record collection. And um, through him, at a really early age, I got into things like bands like the Cramps and the B52s. And I remember hearing "Human Fly" by the by um, by the Cramps in my brother's bedroom when I was about eight or nine. And I just found it one of the funniest records I'd ever heard. I didn't understand really anything else about it at that point. Garbage um, man, did you get to hear garbage? Yeah, yeah, Garbage Man, all of them. He had off the bone, I remember. And I just... Man, I'll tell you, that cat, I met him. In fact, he saw the Stooges. And they were oh, just wow. getting together. Him and Ivy were on the side of the stage. And man, he had a fucking uh, intelligence about rock and roll. He knew all the old rock and roll. What he is? was actually older than Nick. Is he? Really? No, he's, he's gone. Yeah, he's gone. He ended up here. And Ivy still lives, I think, up in the Val. Uh, so... Brother Dan, in that pad with your older brother, with all the records, was there any instruments? No, um, but well, actually, yeah, that, yeah. Um, uh, we had a piano. We had like a really old piano that um, had been inherited from my grandma, and it was really permanently badly out of tune. But I was obsessed with that thing. Uh, Any time I got the opportunity to to open up the the, the lid and and plunk down on those keys, I, I took it. Now, did you have the teacher hell that your other bandmates did? Well, no, I was lucky. There was a there was a there was a, a woman who lived in the the little town I grew up in. Who she was American actually, and she was just a really calm, sympathetic teacher who just somehow knew how to talk to kids about music. And and um, I really got on with her. And I learned I learned piano with her from about age eight to eighteen. And what was the first record you bought with your own money? With my own money. Um, 
I think it was probably, I think the one that comes to mind is probably um, Birthday by the Sugar Cubes. Oh, Bork. Bjork, yeah, Bjork. yeah, the band that she was in before she went solo. Have you, have you I remember hearing been? that on the radio and just really thinking, I've never heard anything like have it. You, have you been to Iceland? Yeah. You, you notice not everybody looks like her. <laughs> <laughs> I've been there once. Like, <laughs> uh, what was the first gig you saw? It was, I was age 14 and it was at uh, Oxford Town Hall and it was um, the band Ride. Oh, um, Oxford, I was, yeah, the yeah. school town. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, they had a bit, had a massive, mu- like a really amazing music scene. Loads of little independent venues and record shops, and um, lo- at that point, and this would be 1990. There were a lot of really, really great bands playing around around that part of the country. Around Somebody's making some fucking noise. It's lame. I mean, I mean, there's five of us, so we got to keep it together a little bit here. All right, let brother Dan talk. I've always wanted to play that town. The other one, too, Cambridge, but I never have. But I've heard about scenes being there and stuff. Uh, what was the uh, the first band you saw? Yeah, that was it, Ride. Ride, uh, Ride. Okay, okay. Yeah, I remember. I don't know what they sounded like, but I remember seeing their name. Maybe 90s. Yeah, that's right. They were kind of, you know, sort of, they were part of what got called the, you know, shoegaze scene, along with, like, My Bloody Valentine and... Uh, <laughs> My Bloody um, Valentine. Yeah, uh, Kevin's a great. Uh, I got to meet him through Jay. That is a loud. Were they as loud as that? They were really. They were really loud. They weren't quite as loud as the, my bloody <laughs> Valentine, but they were pretty, pretty deafening, especially for a fourteen-year-old's ears, which were pretty fresh at that point. Oh man, what a trip! Okay, so we should get to the fucking question now. We got all the individuals summed up. How did this band, the God and Hackney, come together? Well, I think Nathaniel and Andy should um, should tell you that because they were the they were the core. Yeah, I think uh, it started in about 2003 and Andy and I were living together in Hackney and we wrote a song. Uh, we just improvised this track. I think it was, what was I, think, I, think it was I think it was 2001 or two, actually. But anyway, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I think I was, what were you, oh, you were on, you were playing guitar and I was playing bass. And well, yeah, if you remember, I had, I had the bedroom in the, in the, in the, in the, in the, what was the living room. And so we'd sort of set, set up, I'd set up a mixing desk in there next to a radiator. Yeah. Uh, as it turns out, too close to a radiator, and um, and we were sort of jamming on. We had a we had the drum machine, guitar, bass, microphone, and uh, and yeah. So we wrote that first track, and and we picked up um, some like local sort of um, preacher radio. I can't find the right term for it, but anyway, we picked it up through the through the radiator. The radiator was seemed to be kind of basically some kind of antenna coming oh, through the game the mixer. Short, the short wavy stuff in it is. And then I wrote, yeah. I, I sort of wrote these lyrics about um, an imaginary sort of celebrity encounter on the streets of Hackney, which is kind of really awkward. It goes horribly wrong between some bloke and Madonna, who is trying to do some sort of grocery shopping, I think. And um, she's trying to buy some fruit and veg. And this starstruck fan tries to engage with her. And then he tries to sit on her. Like he tries to maneuver himself around and sort of sits on her as if, as if she were a chair. And she sort of drops her, her fruit and vegetables, and, and and it's very very awkward. You tell me. So that's the first recording. What about the first gig? Oh God, when was the first gig? Now, um, was that the Pompidou Center, or was that? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I think it was actually. It must have been. Thinking about it. You're talking Paris. Yeah. 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 Unbelievably, it was the Pompidou Center. Yeah. Um, Where all the shits on the outside. <laughs> 
Exactly. Yeah. 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 And that sounds ridiculous, but yeah, we we, we sort of did uh, the record label that we that we've been um, running, if you can call it that, for since two thousand and something. Um, Junior Aspen. Junior Aspen Records. Yeah, we 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 were asked to to sort of curate an uh, an afternoon evening of performances at the at the Pompidou Centre, and I forget exactly which year that was. Can any of you guys remember? Two thousand eleven. Okay, two thousand eleven. And you were still a you were still a duet. Uh, by that point, we'd expanded to having Brother Dan in the band. So you guys never did a gig as a duet. No. I don't believe we did. Actually, we did one gig as a duet after we'd done gigs as the more expanded band, just because there only happened to be two of us in Krakow that time. <laughs> um, and then yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, then I joined, and I played a bit of um, piano um, on uh, with the guys, and then. Um, you know, we, we Nathaniel and and myself and Ashley had previously been playing together in a band called Skill Seven Stamina Twelve, yeah. and um, so we sort of you know we 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 all really enjoyed working together. So we got Ashley in um, uh, for the first for the first record, and, and that's kind of how the unit basically formed. I think it sort of expanded in when we were doing that that performance in in Heihe in China in northern China. Um, yeah, and. Ashley had sort of said that he'd like to, he'd like to contribute drums, and of course, if you know, if Ashley want, feels like doing that, we were we were very excited about that. So that that, that sort of evolved. So you like that. the first fucking gigs for your band is like in Paris and in the border of China and yeah. Russia. And by, I, these, I, these, pretty, these are almost all our gigs as well, Mike. It's been a very, it's very peculiar. Like we, you know, we, we don't we don't play very often. And ah, oh, you're sort of like the Dan. <laughs> I feel like a bit of a dick. Actually. No, <laughs> uh, that, that's that's California slang for Steely Dan. Look, we're at the end of the second hour, October twenty fourth, twenty twenty. Special guest, God and Hackney. Hold tight, five three. October twenty fourth, twenty twenty. It's the third hour of the Watt from Pedro show. Oh, um. 
Oh uh-huh. 
from Pedro Show. We start off the third hour with uh, the pub machine from the God in Hackney. Crane with like it was before a modem in Albemarle with the uh, side A of Quest for the Snakehead Tapestry. I think there's going to be like up to part F or some shit. I'll play one in the next editions. And then uh, Crumble and Collapse, the God in Hackney. So off air listeners, I want to tell you we were discussing the God in Hackney and it's it's kind of a Version of the, of the Dan, <laughs> where, where they they don't play a lot, you know, but they they want to record. Where was this l- latest record recorded? Uh, it was England, New York, L.A. Yeah, it was reco- it was recorded recorded in in. I mean, I I'd say it's recorded primarily in, in L.A. and and Hampshire, right, Matt? Would you agree with that? Yeah, I think so. It sort of started off from the earliest. Some of the tracks took about, well, maybe something like Crumble and Claps that you've just played. Yeah. That's about set. That took, that's about, that took about six years from it being an initial sort of improvisation that we started with in Hampshire with the, with the bass and the, and the drum machine programming and the, the sort of reverb and a little bit of dubbing. And then we finished that track in when Ashley came over to Los Angeles last year and put down the, the, the final, the drum segment and the bass, which is played by Ashley in, in, in the end segment. Um, and um, yeah, Ash was over. We did about two weeks work together, finalized some final drum parts and 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 some of the structure and sort of na- kind of nailed the album then. But it, it, it was this kind of this album that evolved slowly and then started to gain some momentum. Well, what, you, what you're saying is uh, kind of tune by tune, or was it like you got like basics for everything and then assembly line? It was more like the tunes evolved one at a time. Yeah, I don't think there's any for- there's no form format really that I can describe. Like it's different in each case, you know. Like so, um, you know, like crumble and collapse we finished last year, and in that same session, 
Ashley and I did did the adjoiner, and Andy and Dan put down the trumpets for the for the for the adjoiner in Hampshire, like two days later, and so that track was done in a week. Um, so yeah. it's it's no, but like, I'm talking about like like let's go back to Minutemen days. You go in there with drums, bass, guitar, and you do what we call the basic tracks. Right. Then you come in again, and it's kind of like a gig in front of the microphones. Then you come in again, and the, you do the singing and the lead guitar overdubs. That was kind of the old way, but now people trade files, and uh, but all this stuff was in person, so you didn't really f fly files over the internet. No, we did both. We did it. We, the core of it's been done in person, but then there's a long period where we're sharing files. You can maybe sort of, you know, add a part here and a part there. But the, I would say the the bulk of the work was done in person. You know, um, yeah. yeah. With that track "Crumble and Collapse," for instance, like all the sax work on that was done here in. Um, New York that I, I have a friend called um, Eve Essex who's a really amazing she's a really amazing horn player and um, I worked with her on on that so we did that separately here in New York but then sent the files to Andy and 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 um, Nathaniel and they kind of dropped it into the track. Is there any demos involved? I mean in a way the demos are sort of part of the process of writing aren't they now I mean like yeah it's sort of it's sort of, I mean, everything starts as a demo. Pub Machine took 12 years, didn't Did it? it? I think so. I think it took 12 years from the very first thing that I have somewhere in the studio, which was called Lovely, 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 Lovely. And um, right. that was 12 years ago. Well, maybe if we hadn't spent 11 years in the pub, we might have done it sooner. Yeah. <laughs> uh, true. True. Well, you know what Orson Welles said, right? Some of his last work, no wine before it's time. Right. <laughs> well, that's, it's like yeah, some that's, fucking yeah. two buck chuck bottle of Parmesan fucking swill. <laughs> right? I want to play here uh, General of the Internet.
of the internet And not a foot soldier moving peanuts around a jam jar And not a furry quadruped Or hominid Or bad plumber I am the general Of the internet And not a foot soldier moving peanuts around a jam jar And not a furry quadruped Or hominid Or bad plumber Box. 
in Christ or Salvation. My sweet cosmic child, they've stolen your name. The orders defiled will live in the flame. The world feeds upon and summon the dawn to grind Sir
like a polka and vinegar tone like it's keeping you know it's like not killing the thing because i think a lot of these processes that you're talking about can also you know can take you in the direction of overworking or over laboring things so it's although the process might be quite convoluted or sound ridiculous no no uh, no no i do the same thing when uh, you know i do a lot of composing on the bass i don't have the tune realized that stuff i make choruses verses bridges all that shit but it's more in the sense i'm trying to uh, have a launch pad or a springboard for the collaborators to take it. Gotcha. Yeah, and I right. think that's what you cats are trying to do too. 
or not trying, yeah. you succeeded because I love the record. I thought, I think you done fucking happened. I, I should tell the people last music for this edition, General of the Internet. You know, I've, I've made albums with people I've never even fucking met because of the internet, so it's not all bad, people. No, no. It's no. like steak knife, you know? You can stab your buddy or you can, you know, get your chow going. <laughs> it's fucked up <laughs> yeah, that way. The dangling duality, right? God and Hatton. And uh, Human Hearts, that's uh, Brother Franklin. He was on the show a couple of weeks ago. Uh, Grandes Sir Salvam. He's doing some French on it. So. The Chef Cooks Me from Tokyo with K. Seurat. Seurat was some French title. The, fr the Chef Cooks Me. I love that name for a band. You know? uh, and then The Hawk out of Iowa City with What Happened to Them. And finally, some, something that ain't from the record that's before. Hope Jamara, the God in Hack. Right? That, that, that wasn't part of the album. I found that on... Uh, I, saw, I found a video to it. There's yeah, two yeah. videos, actually. Well, There's two versions of the well, videos. Yeah, I'm not... Okay, I'm kind of lacking. I wasn't a completist. I saw one, though, and I got the music from it there. And then there was another thing, too, uh, that I saw that was live, that you did actually at Ookla, I think, or, or maybe The Hammer uh, on, in Westwood. Uh, what's it called? The yeah. Sooty, Sooty Song. Yeah, The Hammer. Yeah, Sooty Song. Yeah, that's actually the last time we, we played as a... A proper live set together and and yeah that the whole i think the whole performance is on is, is online right I, well i, I just saw sooty song and sooty no song. We, we we've got the whole performance but we haven't i mean we haven't put it online but i think the hammer might still have it online i don't know well on, on youtube.com there is one tune from it and uh yeah, people Sooty's are like right. roaming around and you guys are going to town and you, you guys are playing great and shit and the sooties well the, the sooties i think that's what fucking elvis uh, his ma called the feet because in the yeah that uh, that book fucking there was a, like some hatchet job book where like Elvis starts crying right at his ma's funeral the little sooties because I guess soot got on the feet like the little sooties and that's uh, what I uh, yeah a weird connection you know that's what music's for it's a, or arts in general I think is some kind of fabric to bring us together without really having to have a fucking boot on the throat uh, so. What you, what you, what, this came out uh, at the beginning of the month, right? That's right. Yeah, it's out now. Okay. And, yeah, it's, on uh, our, it's on our band camp, right? Yeah, so I want, right. I want people to know how they can find you on the internet. So um, the best, I think the best place to go at the moment is to go to the God in Hackney band camp site and uh, the, uh, the orange and black um, Eclipse vinyl is, is available there and also the digital is, of course, as well. Yeah, yeah that'd be great. Yeah. So, and that's uh, the, God in, the God in Hackney dot band camp. Bandcamp.com. Right. T-H-E-G-O-D-I-N-H-A-C-K-N-E-Y. Uh-huh. That's it. Bandcamp.com, people. Yeah. Because I went to Junior Aspirin website, and it's a no-go. It's not up there yet, no. Yeah. So uh, go there. I, I like the Bandcamp, people. I think they treat bands probably better than anybody on the Internet yet. Yeah. So, yeah, they've been good. They've been good to us, and uh, and they're decent. And it, it just it just makes it easy. Okay, uh, speaking of music, if you only had like each guy, each one of you four, ten seconds to give advice to somebody from the next shift getting into this. What advice would you give? Um, I would say trust uh, tr trust your instincts and re revisit the the music that you listened to when you were sixteen. Okay. Well, unless it's Adam and the Ants, obviously. Um, but. Um, <laughs> Um, yeah, I just think there, that there are no rules, and there's no to, to not, you know, it's a it's a just a way to process 
all feelings and and to kind of exteriorize anything that you're experiencing and to to be to to feel confident you know in your in your in, in what you can do regardless of your ability that's good too i would say music's about uh, music's about community and it's about you know it's about friendships and those kind of bonds and that's really a really important part of making music mm. yeah that's great i mean motherfuckers who use john coltrane's uh giant steps to cut each other what a bunch of assholes yeah you know fucking uh we're missing one right that's three of them ashley please bring it yeah oh uh well what can i add to that uh let me think let me think let me think yeah just just i i, I don't know i just like just be it's good to have your own you know your own voice you know don't listen to others and just try and try and create your own you know just be yeah oh you know it's all been said before be yourself um really yeah, you know, I don't know, trip on this. You can write a novel and not invent one word and still mm. be very original. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Thank you for the validation. Oh. <laughs> Look, it's been a big honor. When you guys make another record, please don't take as long. <laughs> we'll try. Well, and especially now, you got time on your hands and shit. And we got, I got these friends, uh, the Galaxy people in, in uh, Joshua Tree here. 18 records they've done in the lockdown. What? <laughs> <laughs> I, I shit thee not. <laughs> That's wrong. Respect for the Queen's language. And, uh, so, but please bring it because I love what you're doing. Uh, uh, the band is trippy, man. It reminds me of Lemon Kittens. Fucking Thanks so much, brother. Well, that's okay. been great. Okay. Thank you, Mike. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Love you, People, love, love, love you, back. Love back. It's been October 24, 2020. This is a lot of people. So keep your powder dry.